You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Good morning. It is Wednesday, July 29th, and you're listening to the College Football Daily. My name is Trey Scott. I'm joined today by 24-7 Sports National College Football reporter Brandon Marcello and it feels like as we await any sort of conclusion uh, as to the fate of the 2020 college football season it feels like we're in some ways among the eye of the storm it's it's sort of quiet the last few days Brandon but it feels like we are a few days away or a week away from a landfall of sorts of announcements and scheduling decisions and you know, whether we'll know if in fact we're actually going to try to, to do this thing. I wanted to get you on though, because it has been kind of quiet other than a few little nuggets that pop up here and there. And one from you today I thought was pretty interesting was your report that all FBS schools have been cleared to start the season August 29th rather than September 5th, if they so choose to. Yeah. And, you know, it's not too surprising to see that considering that uh, Oklahoma and Missouri State uh, over the weekend were granted access to move their week one game to week zero, uh, as they call it, on August 29th. Because if there is to be a regular season across all levels of, well, uh, the FBS, there there needs to be flexibility in the schedules. And that includes starting the season a week early on August 29th, as a couple of teams were already going to do so. Uh, even before you know COVID nineteen gripped the country, so um, but uh, the timing of the request is, is certainly interesting. You would think that maybe they would have, you know, the some of the NCAA folks, um, I say NCAA folks, but uh, uh, the oversight committee would have maybe looked into this maybe a month or two ago. But this just happened here in the last week, and uh, I think it shows you that man, they're exhausting every option they can to be able to fit as many games as they can in on the calendar um, because they know that cancellations, delays, uh, teams uh, canceling and virus outbreaks happening on some campuses is going to happen. And we're already seeing that, you know, right now with MLB, with the, with the Miami Marlins. Um, and there's obviously concern that, of that happening in college football. But anyway, uh, long story short, this provides flexibility in scheduling. You know, it's as simple as this when you just look at Oklahoma and Missouri State. Both teams made that move over the weekend because it allowed them to play three games in a five-week span to start the season so that if they had an outbreak of their own on, the, on their team, it allowed them maybe some time to, to isolate and get, and get rid of it and get and not get rid of it, but you know, some people would get better within a 10 day period and they'd be able to play another game without much issue. Um, especially if they were, um, you know, exposed to someone on the field in their season opener against Missouri state or against Oklahoma. And they caught it without knowing it because the person was asymptomatic and they tested 72 hours before the game and were okay, but then they had it. Then it allows them two weeks to get over it and then be able to go back out there and play a game. So, Spreading those games out, that allows them to play at least three games. And as I've mentioned in the first month of the season, and as I mentioned 
the hope, at least with the SEC, I don't know if it is for the Big 12, is, is you play at least six games and you're able to cr- crown a champion in a conference. Now, I think, uh, you know, certainly this is something we can discuss, but I think it's certainly looking more like, you know, Missouri State and Oklahoma in the season opener is probably not going to happen. And if there is a game August 29th, it's going to be a conference game for OU which is certainly the direction that they're moving. But a lot of moving pieces. But the August 29th date gives teams another week on the calendar. So this goes from 13 to 14 weeks, as we were mentioning uh, over the last few weeks, to now 14 to 15 weeks to be able to fit in some games. Well, if Oklahoma keeps that August 29th date, scraps Missouri State and then needs to add a conference opponent, Kansas makes sense because the Jayhawks are going to play Southern Illinois on August 29th anyway. And I believe that if you have a week zero game, Brandon, that you can begin fall, fall camp, quote unquote, as early as Saturday. Yeah. In fact, I, I think I actually saw where um, I, I'm not sure of the exact dates. Maybe they've changed a little bit. Maybe there's some leeway there, but I think Oklahoma is actually starting Friday. Uh, I know Missouri state's starting Saturday based off of what their athletics director told me, but, um, but the idea is Saturday that you would be able to start if you had a game uh, on August 29th. But what's interesting about all this, and we can get into this later, but um, you know, <clears throat> not a lot of teams are going to decide and be able to reschedule games from their season opener or even from late in the season to, to August 29th here this week because that's a lot of logistics and agreements and everything to be made in a matter of just a few days. Because you got to get that done before you go, oh, by the way, now you can start practice on Saturday instead of waiting another week. Um, because you, they've all long said you need at least four weeks to be able to uh, have a preseason camp and properly prepare these athletes uh, for the season. So that's going to be interesting to see. Are we going to see a flurry of some schools um, moving some games August 29th this week? I don't know. I know the SEC – Schools are definitely not really looking at that right now. I spoke to three athletic directors today uh, about that. They said we're not just we're not looking at that right now because we're waiting to see direction from the SEC as far as where we're going with our schedule. Big 12 teams, though, several of them are looking at August 29th, and that's because the Big 12 is giving them quite a bit of leeway as to, all right, do what you got to do for scheduling right now um, or whatever before we make a decision because we will still want to play 12 games, but we'll adjust as we go. So do whatever you want. Um, and I think more than anything, as we just mentioned, if OU were to can't have to cancel that game against Missouri State, the Big 12 might not make a decision on what their schedule looks like until next week. But here's the thing. OU would have already started practice, and they would have had practice for like, let's say, another, a week before they hear, oh, by the way, you are starting the season August 29th, but it is against Kansas, so to speak. So they they were able to start practicing because they had a game scheduled for August 29th, which was Missouri State. That gets canceled. Instead, it's a Big 12 opener, and they've got a week of practice already under their belt. If everyone already has their players on campus, and with the exception of the teams that have had to, to pause, such as Mich- Michigan State and Rutgers, Brandon, What's to stop everybody just from starting padded practice this weekend and letting the, the suits figure the schedule out and you hopefully arrive to August 29th and you've got a game, but 
to wait yeah. to start practice as these people who have spent all summer fixing this or figuring this out with really no answers for us, to wait on them doesn't make much sense to me when you laid it out perfectly. We need all the time we can possibly get. And a week really might make a big difference if that's if that's half the time that you might have to quarantine a team. So I yeah. I would I would think people you know, responsibly, again, players are already on campus. They're already getting tested. They're already working out in, in some sort. They just haven't donned the pads and started working out with the football yet. I would think that should start soon. Yeah, you know, it's it's a complicated issue from that point because you could start practice, sure, Saturday, but your conference hasn't made that decision yet to move to August 29th as your season openers. And the NCAA even after all this happens, goes, hey, your schedule never had a game on August 29th. Um, so, or you started practicing before it became official. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And so here's your, uh, here's your sanctions. Um, you're not allowed. <laughs> you, you get two hours of team activities taken out of every week next fall. You know, it, it's silly. That's instantly for you. But I think that would be a consideration for everybody to figure out. I do think that the August 29th date, if we're going to see some game movements, it's going to happen either with some more Big 12 schools or it's going to happen on the lower level in the FBS, perhaps a group of five. I don't, like I said, I just do not see any SEC team taking the bait right now because they're in lockstep with the conference office. The ACC seems they're getting, seems like they're getting close to making an announcement of some sort, so I'm not sure that they'll be doing anything. And the Big 12 – while they're still working toward a 12-game schedule, uh, I found it interesting. Uh, Bob Bowlesby I, I did an interview uh, on Tuesday. I can't remember the alley. It may have been ESPN, uh, where he said that um, that they are probably moving toward a conference-only schedule. Um, but, you know, and it could start, you know, being a, a week zero. Yeah, let me go back here. Sorry. Yeah, they're considering a conference-only slate that starts week zero, that ends December 12th. So that's 10 to 11 games in a 16-week period. But they still have a preference of playing 12 games. Um, this according, not the ESPN, according to the Wall Street Journal. Um, so, like I said, more flexibility, but it certainly looks like we're going to our conference-only, at least in some uh, conferences, obviously the Big Ten and Pac-12 are doing that, but uh, more than anything, I know I know I'm all over the map, but this looks to me like, hey, every conference is just going to make their own decision in the end anyway. Hmm. Okay. Let's say, let's say that Oklahoma and Kansas square up. They get set for an August 29th game. Uh -huh. They start practice this weekend. Let's say, let's say the Big 12, you know, pushes you know, pushes conference only, whatever, whatever. They gear up, and I think this is a question a lot of people are asking. They say they're going to play. They get ready to play. What could stop them at that point? Let's say the game's in Norman, Oklahoma. Would it be the Oklahoma governor? Would it be the yeah. OU president? There's a lot of people that could. Yeah. I mean, it could be, the like you said, it could be the governor. Heck, it could be the mayor. Um it could just be local state health officials saying, hey, we're not going to have gatherings of more than 50 people. And technically, having that many people on your sideline, even socially distanced, it breaks those rules. Um, maybe you could try to get a waiver. 
I mean, we've we've even seen that in sports uh, across over overseas. Uh, people having to get waivers, you know, saying that you know this might go against your group setting thing, but we're practicing social distancing. We're doing other things. This team's been around each other, so we kind of know what we're doing. Um, <clears throat> that's the thing. This whole thing's so complicated, and I'm sure there's even things that, like, you keep bringing up these questions. I'm sure that's been brought up to somewhat <laughs> in conversations among these schools and conferences, but it's easy to lose sight of that because you might be focusing on something else like, hey, let's try to start August 29th, and can we move the schedule around to do that? Are we able to start practicing at this point and be able to get through four weeks of practice without it quarantining anybody? And oh, by the way, what's the environment going to look like in four weeks anyway once we do get the game week? What, what's the governor of this state or the governor? Can't, I mean, for that matter, what if the governor of Oklahoma is like, you know, anybody coming from these states, including Kansas, if they come from Kansas, they have to quarantine for two weeks before they're allowed to go out. Um, we don't know what that's going to look like in, in late August. And uh I, I, it's, uh, it's almost, it's almost seems impossible to do, but I'm telling you, they're just going to keep trying. They're going to keep trying. And we're starting to see that, as I said, on a smaller level, even though it's on a bigger stage, but on a smaller level, cause there's not as many teams involved in MLB right now with how they're handling the Miami Marlins. They're just going, well, this team's just not going to play for like the next six games. Everybody else keep doing what you're doing. How does college football handle that? If it's, you know, you got hundred something teams and there's five teams, let's say that aren't able to play on week one or whatever. How do you handle that? Cause that affects 10 teams instead of five and potentially the next week. Um, there's just really no good answer, but back to your point, who's it up to? It's a lot. It's up to a lot of people. I mean, we all act like the commissioners are the one that makes the final decision but the decision is going to be pretty much forced on them based off what the virus does. But that filters down from health officials to governors to local officials uh, to universities and their guidelines. Um, there's a lot of people involved with this, but also a lot of situations you have to consider. And every single week is going to be different at every single school. No what two games preparing for that week are going to be the same. You mentioned major league baseball as of now, as of Tuesday afternoon, it's just that the Miami Marlins, they've been postponed through Sunday because of those 15 players testing positive for the coronavirus. And, and meanwhile, baseball, which the nature of the sport and you have multi-game series at certain home stands, it's just a lot more flexible. They've just reshuffled the schedule. Couldn't imagine college football just says, oh, man, yeah. Iowa can't get to Penn State. Uh, sit in Nebraska. But, you know, they, th there has been some thought in the last 24 hours that this would put a, a halt to the baseball season. And it's just really put a halt to the Marlins and, and every other 29, all other 29 Major League Baseball teams are, are the, the, the testing's going fine still and they're planning on playing this afternoon. So that's one case study. We've seen it in the NFL, a bevy of players on Tuesday afternoon announced opt-outs. Mm -hmm. I would imagine college football players are keeping an eye on that because they look up to those guys, so we'll see. But look, yeah. there's not much going on in college football, but it feels like the sports world 
this is all starting to sort of take shape a little bit. Yeah, I mean, you saw, I mean, uh, I think it was reported Tuesday or maybe late Monday, uh, one of the Illinois running backs decided he's sitting out the season. Oh, I and, missed that. And I, I think you're going to you're gonna see that more. I mean, I don't know if it'll be a lot of players, obviously, but people are going to make decisions um, based on what's best for them. It's just like, for example, you know, you don't hear about it a lot, but, you know, there's players every year that, they're overcoming, a, say, an ACL tear or something like that, and they've been cleared to go, say, in you know mid-September, October, and they decide, not, nah, I'm not going to play, and so they redshirt, and it's treated as like, hey, they're still recovering, but they've actually still been cleared, and you know the coaches are just working along with it, going, okay, you can sit out the year in redshirt. You have that availability to do so. That people look out for themselves and, and their health, uh, even in those situations, even though they're not very well publicized. And obviously, this is very different. And with it being a novel virus and some people having underlying conditions, you know, heart issues, things of that sort, sort it, you know, it concerns people um, about how, if they got the virus, what the long-term effects could be. So um, I, I definitely think that uh, as we move forward, and, and you mentioned like the NFL, what what is it? Uh, six players from the the Patriots are, are not going to play this season so far. Um, uh, yeah, the, and as you said, these these college kids look up to them. They're going to see that. They're going to go, okay, uh, maybe I shouldn't either. But you're also going to have some players going. This is my chance to shine. I, I've got to play. I got to get out there and show people that I'm capable of. You know. Because they all want to play, play in the NFL. I mean, that's why they're playing college football. Some of them play because they love the game, certainly, but a lot of them play it because they're trying to get a great career and uh, playing football on the next level. It's the ultimate dream for a lot of these kids. Yep, yep. Uh, that's, uh, by the way, thanks for bringing that up. It's Ravon Bonner, one of the Illinois' three main okay. running backs. He had 65 carries in 2019. Definitely missed that over the weekend. Brandon Marcello, thank you so much for joining us. All right, thanks, Trey. We're going to take a quick break on the other side. Right when Brandon and I hung up, we had some more news pop up on Twitter. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, we're back on the College Football Daily. Just Trey Scott here. Brandon and I hopped off the phone on our Tuesday afternoon recording and you know the, 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 mic, the mic's off and we're like, whoa, look at Twitter. A lot going on. Uh, Matt Fortuna of The Athletic tweets, the ACC is not expected to present a scheduling model to presidents on Wednesday. ADs hope for more discussions with the presidents, especially in light of Major League Baseball developments, and that September 12th remains the target start date. So September 12th, that's two weeks after August 29th. Maybe the ACC is two weeks behind the Big 12 or Maybe the Big 12 is just, maybe that August 29th date is just way too aggressive for the conference. But September 12th for the ACC, which would mean, hey, in some ways they're just cutting that week one schedule. And look, that's, we're going to have, I think, 
conferences start on totally different timelines. And from listening to Brandon, from talking to Brandon, from reading Brandon, I think that's pretty clear. Hop on Twitter and you see different parts of the country and, and different conferences, people just on totally different wavelengths. And to have one situation where you had the ACC talking about a September 12th start date, while within the same five minutes, you see tweets about the Big 12 going to an 11 or 12 game schedule starting in week zero, August 29th. We need someone in charge here. So uh, that'll do it for today's episode of the College Football Daily. Again, stay tuned all week, this week, next week. We're going to cover this as best we can. College football, its fate, the coronavirus, everything intersecting right now. It feels like we've got a decision coming on, on what's really going to happen within the next few weeks. Pac-12 probably releasing its schedule on Friday. Got the SEC have it has its commissioners talking on Thursday. So a lot of news. Make sure you subscribed. Make sure you've left us a rating and review. Trying to keep you guys updated as best we can. So thanks again to Brandon Marcello. Thanks again to our producer, Tony Levitt. I'm Trey Scott. We will talk to you on Thursday on the next edition of the College Football Daily.